welcome to the Made It In Music podcast. I'm Riley Taylor, our community manager here at Full Circle Music, and I'm so excited for you to hear this upcoming episode because today I sat down with Seth Mosley for an Ask Me Anything session with our live online audience from our Song Chasers community. Today we will be talking about making money in music. This was recorded along with our live online audience from our Song Chasers community. You can learn more about songwriting and find other music industry resources at fullcirclemusic.com. For now, let's dive into the episode. You want to go through oh, some of the questions yeah, in the chat? Yeah, we've got a lot of questions in the chat, a lot of follow-up. So we can go back to, to Brian's question uh, from a while ago. Uh, I was just thinking of asking you last night how you deal with awful-sounding stuff as a producer, bad vocals, bad songwriting, non-timekeeping players. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you got to get really good at editing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of the things I learned early on at the studio is like, man, always record to a click track because then you can edit it. Um, if you record to a click, you can fix timing like timing. You can pretty much always fix uh. um, on uh, bad vocals are a little tougher. I mean, you, you can only do so much with it. Uh, definitely, mm-hmm. you know, Melodyne lots of comping you know i always take a lot of takes like if you're working with somebody who isn't as strong of a singer have them do 15 takes in various like hey sing it really loud hey sing it kind of quietly hey sing it with a bunch of emotion hey sing it however you know just get a bunch of options and 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 you just probably will have to comp it um doubles can kind of help like stacking vocals can help mm-hmm. things like do a, a center, a left, a right, do a low octave, do, do a high octave, whatever makes sense, do harmonies, um, those types of things. Putting like effects on things, like sometimes um, singers will do that just for like a vibe, like a lot of the alternative stuff, like you may listen to like a Foster the People record and it's really stacked and affected out. You know, this, they're not, the guy isn't necessarily an incredible singer, but it's got a vibe to it and it's more of that type of thing. So you have to just sort of, gauge it voice voice by voice and style by style um it is a process for sure and here's the other secret is you are always allowed to replay stuff (laughs) that's been my secret weapon a lot of the time i haven't had to do that a lot in the last several years because thankfully we have to work with talented musicians but in the beginning i was replaying a lot of stuff from bands that just weren't great performers like they would never really know it. Like I would, I would yeah. replay it on time and on tune. We'd recut drums. We'd recut everything. So um, singers, obviously you can't recut, but <laughs> they would know <laughs> They would know for sure. Um, so yeah, hopefully that, that answers your question, Brian. Your job is just to make it sound amazing. They, they don't necessarily have to know how you did it. Uh, what's, what did Quentin say right there? He said, uh, he's found amazing radio to be worthwhile, not going to make a fortune or a star, but it's straightforward and getting some airplay. Nice. Definitely amazing check that radio. out. Never heard Never of amazing heard of it, radio, yeah. but check that out. Probably internet radio station, I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. It all helps. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. We've got airs. Um, I have a friend that is a friend of someone that is famous that is starting to do Christian musicals. My friend wants me to send her a demo. Is a demo good enough to send her or would be best just to have a master? So it sounds like she is asking you to send a demo maybe for like, Hey, if you got any song ideas, send them my way. Um, So I would really consider that a demo. A demo is just like, it's a term that basically means it's not 
for release, but this is just for the idea of it. So yeah. the thing that we always talk about is make the demos as great as you can make them sound like as close as you can get them to sound like a master without spending a year on it and money, tons and tons and tons of money, you know, yeah. may have to spend a little money, but, um, you know, we're talking hundreds of dollars versus yeah. thousands. So, mm -hmm. or get really good at production, you know, so, <laughs> um, just, just make it as good as you can. That's, that's the long and the short of it. Great, great question. Great question. Awesome. All right. Steven asked or said, I've tried to go the sync route, but haven't had any luck getting songs accepted into any music libraries like Musicbed, et cetera. Any recommendations into how to get started building a career or making money in the sync world? Yeah. Um, I would, first of all, go back and rewatch. We have a whole training with Michael Elsner on this mm -hmm. yeah. in our resources. I'm not sure if you got to see that or not, Steven, but this is exactly what Michael does and it's exactly what he teaches. Um, you, you want to learn from people who are experts and people who are actually doing it in that route. That's why we, we work really hard to filter through the sea of quote unquote experts out there on the internet who may or may not actually do it for a living, but mm -hmm. they're, they've created a course and they sell yeah. stuff. Michael is a guy who's actually doing it every day, just like we're doing it every day. He's doing it every day. And so I'd go back that's a free training. Go, go back and rewatch that to get started. He's got, you know, some, some free materials and some paid materials some courses and stuff. If you want to get into the sync world, we'd just recommend starting there with, with one of his, uh, his courses and we can provide, um, links. I think we have some, some links, private links set up with him somewhere. So. Yeah. If you can't find it, uh, let me know. Um, yeah. I'm sure I've got it somewhere. Exactly. Um, I mean, but, but the long and the short of it is it's, it's like anything, it's going to take time. Um, you know, nothing's going to happen overnight. It's it's definitely a numbers game. I mean, you were talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pieces of music. Like it's it's not just, hey, I created a, an album for sync and it's not getting any traction. Why, why is it not working? Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe did you do your homework first? Did you are you writing with a specific purpose in mind? Is the quality good? Is it is the metadata there in the proper way? Is it uploaded the proper way? Is it in the right file formats? Um, does it actually have a place like musically? Does it belong in any kind of sync genre? Cause there's a lot of different genres, even under the sync world. Mm -hmm. So there's, there, it's, it's a big question. It's not, it, in, in some ways, it's almost like saying, how do I make money in music? Cause it's, it's just very broad. You have to, you have to get, you have to become an, uh, a student of that niche. If you want to make money in it, start looking at the music supervisors for shows and movies and things yeah that was one and thing michael yeah, yeah you just start doing your research because it is different yeah than just spotify yeah if you go to yeah. imdb um mm -hmm. he was he showed us how to do this on that training but yeah. you can just go to any movie um like let's go to um the recruit here's a new one that's coming out oh wait i kicked on the recruit and it took me to avatar i don't know why that where's the credits at i guess this one's not out yet right I don't think so. So if we, if we click on any movie on here, it's going to give us all the credits. Okay, here, we'll just go to top 250. We'll just click the Shawshank Redemption. That's top movie on IMDb. Great movie. Um, and then you go down to the credits, all cast and crew, music by Thomas Newman. Okay, Google Thomas Newman. Who's Thomas Newman? Mm -hmm. um obviously this is from 1994 so you probably want to find a more up-to-date example than this 
but you can go through and, and Google, like who are the editors, you know, Google the editors who, who are the sound editors. There's Zach Davis is the sound editor editor. Um, editors are often the ones, the end user of your music pieces. Um, so in addition to pitching to music supervisors, you want to pitch to, you know, even build relationships directly with editors too. Um, Dale's a sound editor. Uh, you can find, okay. Supervising sound editor, John M. Stacy. That sounds like an important guy to reach out to special effects. I mean, all, all that kind of stuff, all these things, like this is all just free public yeah. info that you can find. There's a whole there music, go, yeah. there's a whole music department. Like in this case, this was probably a very heavily orchestral, like composed yeah. movie. So this may not be the best example where they were like, Hey, we're just trying to find songs for this. And maybe find if you're like watching a movie or TV show where you hear something that sounds like something that you do, that's yes. kind of in your lane. That's another like, I don't know, something I would suggest is to go look up that movie that you're watching or that show and then be like, who is the supervisor on this? Who are the editors on this? Because odds are those are the people you want to talk to. Um, so. Exactly. So even if I go in like um, like Yellowstone, that's yeah, that's a huge show. Mm -hmm. And each each, you know, there, it's, it's probably going to be one music supervisor, at least across seasons. Right. There are going to be a lot of different directors and editors. But you can still go on there and find out, okay, here's all the different producers. They're probably that's probably not going to be super helpful to reach out. Um let's see. These are all the assistants. You can man, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. There's a gang boss, whatever that means. <laughs> probably want to meet the gang boss. <laughs> uh let's see, set dressers, supervising sound editor, Jason King. That sounds like a, a guy that yeah. you may want to connect with. Find him. Yep. Um and again, like, like anything here, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, you're, you'll still send out a bunch of messages and, and maybe you get one response, uh, supervisor. Yeah. Music supervisor. That's, that's a huge term you want to look for. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we could go, we could yeah. go honestly spend the entire, the entire time just talking about that, but hopefully that gives you just some ideas to get your brain spinning. And again, I would, I would check out Michael Elsner and his, his resources for that. So. Yeah. Good and question. Sam Tenez, honestly, has been yes, a lot in the Sam. sync world. And I think we did, we did something with him a while back. That's probably also in the kind of sync focus. Uh, it was kind of sync focused as well. And so uh, yeah, that great, might be good. To he has a really great podcast episode actually from a few years, few years yeah. back with us that I would, I would go back and listen to that on made it music podcast. Yeah. So those are just some, some tips. Great questions. Awesome. Um, so Charlene has a question uh, in follow-up to Jessica. Uh, so I've not signed, uh, as a publisher with BMI because I don't know what I'm doing yet. Uh, it would be a name only. Would I be hurting myself by signing up so I can just get the publisher share when I don't know what they do? I would go ahead and sign up. I mean, if you have songs that are being released, then I would go ahead and sign up. I mean, it sounds like from what Jessica said, you don't even necessarily have to have a quote unquote company name. Um, if they're just paying directly through to you and you don't need to actually even set any separate account or name up then just do that i mean it's it's free probably takes 10 minutes yeah, yeah. just do it just as as I remember i created my like publishing company yeah on the district dist distributor side okay i feel like i can't remember yeah i don't know but it was it was some, free to some do publishers, it create it it's just not like you just make yeah. it up some publishers do offer or not publishers some distributors offer publishing collection yeah. I think CD Baby might do that. I think DistroKid might do that. I, yeah, I'm with DistroKid. I don't have any experience saying 
whether it's good or not. But um, if you have nothing else, then that's at least do that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. Uh, Vanessa, another another fun question. Um, since Angela is in Switzerland and the other three of us are in separate states, if we form a group, how do we deal with taxes? Yeah, it, you, you really don't even need to deal with any kind of overlap there. I mean, each person is responsible for reporting income that they have received individually. You don't, you don't, there's no like, you don't pay taxes for, for her. She doesn't pay taxes for you. Like I only pay taxes on what I earn essentially. So you don't really need to deal with that. Just, you know, it's, it's like anything, just, just filing it as, as uh, additional income on your uh, yearly tax return. It's, it's taxed uh, royalties are taxed just like any other normal income, normal tax rate whatever your tax bracket is 30% or so. Um, and yeah, that's, it's pretty straightforward. Does that make sense? Ho hopefully that answers the question. Okay. Well, PRO says oh yeah. PRS is UK. Sorry. I think I said it was the uh, after oh, yeah. UK, UK's uh, PRO is PRS. Sorry. It's a lot of confusing acronyms. It is. Yeah. All right. Um, Jessica's asking, how long does it take to see the money? I released my first song about a month ago. Did a lot of, had a lot of feedback on social media. So I know people have purchased and are streaming. TuneCore pays every two weeks, but I haven't been paid anything. Does it take longer to get things rolling when you first get started? No, I would just look on your TuneCore analytics. I mean, on, on TuneCore, it will show you how many streams, how many purchases you have. Um, I mean, have you gone onto your analytics and, and looked at that? Cause that's, that's, it would break it all out. You know, I mean, obviously to, to be getting paid, there have to be actual sales and streams happening. Um, but yeah, TuneCore should automatically do it. It's, it's, a, they, they pay out monthly, I believe. Every it's every two week every two weeks, um, TuneCore does, but I haven't seen the, I don't, I guess I don't know where to find the analytics. So I'll look into that. Um, yeah, I'm not as familiar with TuneCore's mm -hmm. platform. I, I we actually used to use it a long time ago, um, but even back then, when they first were starting out, like there was a really great analytics section, and you can look at okay, well, how many sales, how many streams, and then they'll break down like how many dollars that equates to, obviously. So um, okay. it, it, it gives you all the info, like what it, it tells you what each dollar is coming from, basically, which is really nice. So. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'm just such a newbie. I don't know. I got to go find that section. <laughs> All good. All good yeah, great questions to ask. I mean, you want to get you want to get very familiar yeah. with your analytics section on whatever distributor you're using. Yeah, because I'm just like sitting waiting going, do I need to reach out to them? Is this normal that it would take like ex like does it take kind of months to kick in when you first are getting things rolling? Yeah. But I, but it might, I could be. it might take a couple months, but I, I wouldn't think it would take much longer than that. Like it's, it's okay. streams and digital sales are reported pretty much instantaneously. So if you're racking up a lot of them, mm -hmm. then TuneCore should be flagging them. Um, if you have a Spotify for artists profile, that also has a whole analytics breakout, um, just like Manifest was showing us yesterday. So you can cross reference and see, hey, it says I have a million streams on Spotify, but TuneCore says I have a hundred. Like, okay, well, that's when you would reach out to TuneCore and say, here's, uh, the, here's a screenshot from my Spotify profile that's showing I have X amount of streams over here. Um, and, and, they, and they do have people that are, you know, you cut your customer service you can reach out to on that. Okay. But you want to make sure to do your homework on um, 
Yeah, just on the front end in terms of where the analytics are and if, if everything is set up properly. Cool. That's helpful. Thank you. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Kate is asking how much do you have to invest before making money, excluding time? Yeah, um, there's really no easy and fast answer to this. It's it's going to literally be different for everybody. Um, in the beginning, I mean, I think the most valuable thing you can invest is time. Like that's that's the thing that we all have to invest a ton of. Um, for me in the beginning, I guess my investment, if I look back, like before I actually started making money in it, I mean, it's different because I start like I started in my parents' basement and I was recording my friends' bands and they were paying me, you know, I had to buy like some recording equipment, which my dad, you know, loaned me some money for that. And I gave guitar lessons to pay for that. So I had to spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars buying computers and microphones and stuff like that. Um, so it, it's it's incremental. It's not so much like you have to spend X amount and then you make X amount. It's like I would invest in it and then I would do an EP for some friends bands and that would pay me a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars or whatever. And then I would reinvest that back into it. Um, and I buy something else. I buy another mic or whatever. Just keep kind of continually upgrading. And um, ultimately, I don't encourage people to go like just drop tens of thousands of dollars on like, hey, well, I got to go create this super fancy, nice studio. I mean, nowadays you don't need a ton of that stuff. You just buy it as you go. I mean, I'm still like acquiring things that I like and, um, you know, I've sold a lot of things over the years that haven't served me well too. So it's gear is part of it. But um, obviously when you're going to nowadays uh, put out your own music, I mean, doing things that don't cost anything at all, but they just take a lot of time. Those are ultimately a lot of the more effective things, which is stuff we've talked about, like social media, TikTok, playing out live, um, promoting your records and your songs, however you can, showing up at writer's rounds. It's often the stuff that doesn't cost anything uh, because you really can't, like Manifest said this yesterday, you can't buy a fan base. You you have to kind of build it over time and you have to earn it. And and, and so you just got to be thinking in terms of really more probably time than money, but you do have to spend occasionally some. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's case by case. It, there's, there's not really a, an easy short answer to that question. Got the thumbs up at least. So hopefully give a little bit of clarity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dave saying sync is a long waiting game it is yeah. yeah and i would just zoom that out to the whole anything in music is a long waiting game like regardless of whether you go into sync regardless of whether you go into country regardless of where you go into christian or pop or whatever it is like any of them is going to be a long game so just <clears throat> it's more about picking one and just sticking with it yeah <clears throat> having the focus like manifest was saying what did he say that acronym was focus which one <clears throat> oh yesterday something 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 until successful oh forget other crap until successful or something, something I don't like know. That. <laughs> i'll have to go back and watch that is there a best boy <laughs> i think so i think they have that in in in, in the movies i always wanted to be that i don't know what they do but <laughs> it's like if you go to like the credits at the end of a movie like best boy is always in there somewhere i don't even know what that means what does that mean yeah don't i don't know. know don't know i mean hey gotta start somewhere okay you know? bmi charges to register as a publisher probably not that much though no, I, I don't remember it being that much i'd imagine it's fairly small on the front end cd baby, CD baby yeah. does publishing okay cool okay Dave, I'm scoring my first full-length film next year. It's a low-budget film, but I was considering releasing a soundtrack album as a way to make more money. Is that a good idea if the film isn't well-known? 
Um, it could be a good idea if the film likes the idea and the, and they're willing to kind of help promote it. Like if if they see it as an added value of like um, you know, typically soundtracks will be just kind of a value add or a way for a film to continue telling the story about it and get other artists involved to help have the art. Like if, if the, if the soundtrack has 10 artists on it, chances are each of those artists is going to promote it to their fan bases. And then people are going to discover the movie through that. So it could be a good idea. I mean, if you want to go and list a bunch of feature artists and say, Hey, I'm putting together this project for this movie. You know, the one caveat is you got to help promote it. You can go back to the, uh, the filmmaker and say, Hey, would, would you be open to doing this and, and see if there's any synergy there? Um, so it's, it could be a good idea. Could, it could do nothing, but that that's 99% of everything in music is it. All of it could be a good idea. We don't necessarily know. You just have to try yeah. a lot of different things and you just never know what's going to be. Something the thing. will stick eventually. Exactly. So I would say if you have the time for it and you feel like it's a, uh, something you're passionate about, it could be worth it. Worth, worth it. Yeah. It could be fun to do. Yeah. That's exciting, though. Very exciting. Can't wait to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Marissa wrote a song, a couple of songwriting place out of Australia. Entering the splits in BMI was confusing, but glad I had that experience. Yeah, just getting your feet wet doing it. You yep. learn a lot. <laughs> That's right. Uh, does anyone here use Lander for distribution? Just got a membership. We'll be releasing music for them next year. Hmm. I'm not familiar. I'm not either. Lander, I knew, is a mastering platform. But and Marissa said, love using their mastering. Yeah. Lander mm -hmm. creative tools for musicians. I actually have some of their plugins. They've just started doing plugins. Distribute. I mean, I would assume they're probably all fairly similar at this point. Um, you may want to check and see what actually like, are there ones where you can do like master splits? Like we were talking about earlier. Um, yeah, they've got a Lander playlist. That's, that could be something. Lander Studios. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it looks kind of like any of the other ones. So you pro I, I would maybe just suggest trying a couple of them and see, seeing which one you like the best. Yeah. Just shelled out over a thousand dollars on Black Friday sales, sound libraries, virtual instruments, plugins, but it was all very strategic and will pay for itself quickly. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, you gotta, you gotta spend, you gotta spend money to make money in some ways, especially if you're a producer. I mean, that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's part that's of bounds it. On, yeah. on what you invest in. <laughs> totally. Uh, I think BMI charges 150 to become a publisher. Yeah. Excess is success. Is that what he said? Hmm. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Sometimes, but other times not necessarily. Sometimes minimalism is success. Stripping, stripping things back to the essentials and investing only in what is necessary. Yeah. Um, let's end up with Kenneth Cole's question. Some great discussion this morning. Yeah. Before we get to his question, any uh, any quick announcements, things coming up you want to let people know about? Um. A different time for coffee chats tomorrow, I believe. I'm trying to think what's going on. Yep. Uh, we've got tomorrow little Christmas coffee chats. Shouldn't be I'll know. be wearing my Christmas sweater. Do you want to join us wearing your Christmas sweaters? <laughs> I like don't have one, but you gotta get one. Come on. <laughs> so that is tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. Just note that time change. Uh um, are you gonna have a hot chocolate bar? I don't think Just so. All of it's of gone. Us. Okay. <laughs> we had a we had a Christmas party last night. We had a hot chocolate bar. It was great. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is tomorrow. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Not, not 10 a.m. No, we will not be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I believe next week we have 
uh, kind of ending our month with uh, personal finances with Logan. That's going to be a good one. Um, he knows all about it. And so, um, yeah, that's going to be on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Time as well. Um, and he'll be bringing all of his strategies uh, for personal finances. And I think that'll be great to end the year with and kind of, you know, as we're diving into 2023, getting everything in order. And obviously this month's challenge was to create that kind of financial plan. Um, so yeah. I hope hopefully this training will be a, a really good jumpstart for that as well. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. So um, to end up, Kenneth Cole says, what is the advantage of DistroKid versus CD Baby versus other distribution agencies? There really is none. Um, you kind of just have to find like, do, do, does one of them have a feature that helps you to do the thing that you want to do? Like, whether it's, do they provide publishing services and you need publishing services or do they do master splits? Like I was talking about with stem.io, like that can be a reason to do it. None of them are going to inherently get you more streams or more playlist placements. They just get it on the service and they get paid from the services and then they distribute the money to you. So ultimately I think you would ask three people and they would tell you three different experiences with each of them. So a little research, just do a little research. There's no right or wrong. Pick one. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So whatever makes sense for you. Exactly. Um, awesome. Cool. We'll uh, we'll call that a successful AMA. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Made It in Music podcast. Make sure to check out our other episodes. We have well over a hundred interviews with some of the top music industry pros, many here in Nashville and many from all over the world. Subscribe to make sure that you automatically get future episodes and leave us a review if you loved it. It would really help us out. Or send an email to support at fullcirclemusic.com if you have ideas for how we can improve the show. See you in the next episode.